I'm on the track. You know how we do it, man. Oh, boy, C-H-P, C-H-P-N-O. Hey, you. Everybody, a happy Easter, happy Good Friday, all that good stuff that goes along with the Easter weekend. But 
before we go any further, we're gonna step in, we're gonna step into the daily devotional and um, do a special tribute after that. So, um, but first off, we're gonna start with the daily devotional like like normal. Uh, this one comes from Mark fourteen verses forty two and forty six. Get up, let us be going. Behold, the one who portrays me is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, came up accompanied by a crowd with swords and clubs, who were from the chief priest and the scribes and the elders. Now, he who was betraying him had given him a signal, saying, Whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him and lead him away under guard. After card after coming, Judas immediately went to him, saying, Rabbi, and kissed him. They laid hands on him and seized him. After the crucifixion, a wealthy Jewish leader named Joseph of Arimathea asked Pilate if he could have Jesus' body to bury it. Surely Joseph grabbed a huge risk in requesting Rome's permission to provide proper burial for a criminal convicted of treason. Undoubtedly, he was he realized that his reputation and status in the religious community would be endangered. What gave Joseph, a secret follower of Jesus, the courage to come forward while the Lord's closest friends stepped back in fear? Was it because Joseph had been living expectantly on the lookout for God? Christ, Christ's sacrifice changes everything, both our forever destiny and our daily life, allowing us to live with a sense of boundless hope and resolute anticipation. Yet sometimes I wonder, how often do I ignore, overlook, fail, or refuse to recognize God's presence? Am I truly on the lookout for him? How, expectant, how expectantly am I living? Between the already but not yet. These are important questions today and every day of my life. Because where Jesus appears and how Jesus thinks and what Jesus says oftentimes aren't what I expect and I am not alone. Consider Joseph of Arrhythmia, Peter and John, and the women who discovered the empty tomb. Despite Jesus' guarantee, they did not anticipate his death. And after he was buried, what did they expect? Their shock and disbelief when he reappeared provided the answer. Years ago, years ago, I was talking to a friend struggling between the already but not yet. He said, all I can do is live each moment as it comes and be aware of God in it. He went on further and told me, I want to let struggle, grief, and hurt exist side by side with joy, peace, and hope. It may not be easy to live expectantly between present and future realities, but I believe it's the best approach. A mom grieving the death of her son explained, I'm discovering how grief and hope dance together, often exchanging the lead. Yet without Christ's sacrifice, there would be no hope. And what a cruel dance would, would that be? Now, that's living expectantly. Man, 
that's kind of powerful right there. Kind of puts everything into a perspective, don't it? But yet our last, I mean, we're not always perfect. We all, we don't always see things in this, in this way, but that's ultimately the reality that we live in. But we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. Going to talk some, we'll talk some boxing news and in a little bit, we'll have Audrey Gunther on the line. People still searching for this truth here. Get away. 
you fellas ain't rockin' in, uh, same bitch just droppin' in, uh, why you sound like you lost it in, well, can't be a better jacket than, through the lights on my own, I get away, new bike, new stage, new life, new game, new price, same vision, new life, if I can get away, at Steve's crib, if I can get away, like a villain on a getaway, see the pedal break, Yo, welcome back into the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. And the hip-hop community lost an icon, lost uh, lost somebody that I grew up listening to back in the day. You know, I, I used to love a Tribe Called Quest. And, like, that was, like, my music back in the day. You know, Tribe Called Quest, Wu-Tang, uh, Digital Planets. I mean, Anything like that, I used to rock. But mo- you know, most of the, most of the hip hop I listened to was was Pac, was like uh, the whole Death Row type deal. That that was my favorite kind of rap. But and then you had like the Q Tips and the Five Dogs of the World, and we lost Five Dog this past week. This past week, um, due to complications from from diabetes, and he was a young man. You know, coming into the prime of his life, he was only 45. You know, a lot of people don't realize what music does to help people heal and help people get through a lot of things. And, you know, between music and sports, music and sports got me through so much stuff in my in my teenage years, you know. And I don't think many people realize that because I don't really talk about myself in that light because it's been so long ago, but... You know, at the same time, you know, this is this is big time for me. So, you know, this is my tribute to to my man Fife and um Q tip hold your head up, man. I know that was your dude. Um, but we're gonna play this song real quick, then we're gonna come back. Be your boy. Original road boy. 
label me a I said, how you bigger? My friends tell me so. I hate when silly groupies want to run their yes. Word to God, hun, I don't get down like that. I'll have you weak in the knees that you can hardly speak. Or we could do like Uncle Ella swinging F in my G. Keep it on the down, yo, we keep it discreet. See, I'm not the type of kid to have my biz in the street. If my mom don't approve, then I'll just be low. Let me take the little man from inside the boat. Let me hit it from the back, girl, I won't catch a hernia. Up on your couch, now you got semen furniture. Shy, he fight for the extra P. Stacy Beetle, PJ, and my man LG. They know the Aztec is really so on ice. The character is of man, never ever a mice. Shorty, let me tell you about my only vice. It has to do with lots of loving, and it ain't nothing nice. Welcome back to the Press Box and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. That was my little. That was my tribute to to the Fife Dog from a trap called Quest. And um, man, I haven't I haven't heard the song since since Wednesday when I found out that that my man Fife Dog had had passed away. But this song just reminds me of like everything that I grew up listening to in my high school years, like. 14, 15, 16 years old, you know, this is some of the music I used to listen to before I played, you know, before football games and stuff like that, and this is so cool, so cool for me, and uh, like I said, just big ups to, big ups to everybody, and express a thank you to T-Rex for, uh, <clears throat> for letting me do this tribute here on the show, but, um, you know, let's jump into some, let's jump into some sports, man, and Make sure y'all keep y'all keep Fife Dog alive, man. Also, also the soccer community also lost an icon of the sport. Um, Johan Cruyff uh, passed away um, the next day uh, on Thursday uh, of cancer at 68 years old, and he was the guy. Uh, he was the Dutch coach who revolutionized soccer as we know it, as total football, and. Um, where eleven players play like a play like play like a machine, pretty much. And Johan um, Cruyff, you know, like I said, you know, former Barcelona manager, um, made himself a legend at Barcelona. Made himself a legend as a coach at Barcelona. Um, give you some ideas of what the Cruyff effect was. The first, the first years of of Barcelona's existence. They had 21 total trophies. Well, 42 total trophies, I'm sorry. In the years that he took over as manager up until now, they've won 42 total trophies <laughs> in a little over in a little over 25 years. So that should tell you 
what kind of effect not only as a player that he had, but as a manager, as a coach, as a director, and and everything. So <clears throat> this this is the real cool thing for me. And so, you know, also, you know, special tribute out there to him. He survived by his wife, a son who also played uh who also played soccer. Um and also was a former Maine United player, Yordy. So um, my condolences go out to to that family, as, to the Croy family as well, and also to Dutch soccer as a whole. And before we go any further, all these tributes and stuff, you know, what happened in Belgium? I mean, we're, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, not one of those guys who just leaves out certain things, you know. But you know, also, you know, my condolences go out to those people in in uh Belgium and Brussels, you know, with the terrorist attacks that go on, that went on there and senseless violence is senseless violence and we need to we need to cut it out, man. We just really do. But it's the weekend of college football college basketball. Got to got my college football fix in last night, watched the watched the Vandy Spring game last night. Really, really good game. Um really, really good good time had by everybody. But um, I mean, it's just really, really cool um, to watch college football because I was just having, just having, just withdrawals pretty much. Um, so I mean, it, it was really cool to have that happen, and then, and then you know, it was just just one of those things, you know, um, watch some Sweet Sixteen action. I predicted two upsets; those two upsets did not happen, you know. Everything with status quo, um, but we'll talk about that in, in a little bit with Audrey Gunther, who who will be on. Um, so, um, also um, tonight got some got some things going on tonight as well. Um, Andre Ward hits the ring again at the Oracle Arena in, in, in um, or, uh, excuse me, Oakland, in Oakland, California. So. Just really excited to see to see him get back into the ring, and hopefully, <clears throat> hopefully, you know, he takes care of business as well as Triple G takes care of business in a couple of weeks, and and uh, we get things going. You know, we get things going tonight. So I mean, like this is this is just really really cool uh, as well, and. Um, like I said, it you know, there's a lot of sports going on. The Elite Eight the Elite Eights tonight and like I said, we'll be talking more about that in a little bit. Um, but Andre Ward getting back into getting back into the fold, you know, getting back to being the active fighter again, I think that's what he really wants wants to do anyway. Is to get back and just and just get get into big fights. I mean whether he whether he goes to sixty, whether he goes to sixty eight, whether he goes to seventy five. I mean, he's got so many options right now. And he can make weight at either at any of the three weight classes and he's won fights at any of those weight classes. I mean, he is undefeated by you know, by no stretch of the imagination. But, you know, we look at we look at possible fights for him. If he do this fight, you know, there's a triple G fight out there, there's there's the possibility of Carl Frotch coming out of retirement and fighting him. There's a possibility of, you know, 
of him and you know the Triple G fight that may happen, and then there's there's a possibility of of Floyd Mayweather you know coming up to sixty to fight him. You know they're coming at a catch weight to fight each other. You know things of that nature, but. I'm just, uh, or or even the Canelo fight, which would which would probably be one of the better fights this year. Of course, the collision course is with that is with Canelo is the possibility of fighting Triple G, which would be a, which would be a blockbuster as well. So I mean, there's so many options out there for for Andre Ward. There's so many options out there for uh, for Triple G, and you know. You're starting to see the evolution of of Canelo as well in his last few fights. I mean, you're starting to see him use a lot of boxing. You're starting to see him use a lot of power. I mean, the Kirkland fight, you know, he used pure power and just and just laid Kirkland, you know, to waste. But then you look at at the fights after that, where you know he had some knockdowns, but he used superior boxing ability. And this is a big time fight, you know. If he gets through this fight that's coming up in a couple of weeks, Triple G gets through his fight in the next couple of weeks. You're looking at at an August September showdown between the two, you know. Then you look at Andre Ward, look at what he could possibly have, you know. He could have a possible a possible matchup with David Lemieux. He can have a possible matchup with Sergey Kovalev, which which to me makes more sense for Andre Ward to go up to light heavyweight than it does to go down to 60 or a catchweight to fight to fight Mayweather, um, even though that would be a big money fight for him, you know, if you look at it from that perspective. Um, and if you look at it from that perspective, so, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're starting to see a lot of things happen between now and then, and also... Also, you know, it's really exciting to see to see just boxing being back on that main stage. You know, in the whole Andre Bronner the 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 Bronner situation, Adrian Bronner situation. I mean, let's just face it. I mean, I don't usually use this kind of language on my show, but I mean, Adrian Bronner is an ass. I mean, you know, he's got an arrest warrant out for him. He's not really that that bright of a guy, you know. That that puts a monkey wrench in into his possible fight next Saturday night, uh, which is a fight that's going to be on CBS. I mean, is he going to fight? Is he not going to fight? You know, will he show up and then get arrested before he can even fight, or will he fight and then go straight to then go straight to the straight to the pokey? I mean, we just don't know. I mean, like, none of it makes any sense. None of it. But, um, like I said, I mean, like I said, this is is a fun time for me. Um, The mixed martial arts world, I mean, we got a a card coming up in in, the next couple weeks, next three, four weeks, you know, UFC 198. And then 197, 198, it's going to be a blockbuster as well. I mean, so many, so many different things in combat sports, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA, kickboxing, what have you. I mean, there's a lot of things happening between now and then. And there's a lot of things happening in, in college basketball. There's a lot of things happening 
around around town. And um, one of the things that that I'm excited to see right now is that I that I'm really excited to, to, to the person I'm really excited to talk to today is um he's a he's a the basketball coach here here in town here in here in my my hometown. Um, he's he's the head basketball coach at Lynette High School. Um, won the state championship uh, with the Panthers this year. Um, with was essentially probably the youngest team I've ever seen. I've ever seen on the on a basketball court and the things that they do and the abilities that they have. Um, Coach Richard Carter will be on in just a couple of minutes, but just just to let you guys know, man, I mean, like a forty-five year veteran of of the sport of coaching, and you know, I actually went back and watched this game again last night. The game, if you, I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube, and this this is just highlight level type stuff. I mean. Both the the boys and the girls for Lynette High School this year, they just had some excellent years. Um, you have a, you have one girl from the state of Alabama from the from Lynette, who Taya Bridges, um, who is a finalist for the State Player of the Year award, Mrs. Basketball in two A, and you know that's just that's just big things for this area. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen in the next few, in the next years, year or so with with those guys. And I'm really excited to see what's going to happen um, with everybody. But without further ado, I want to bring in my guest, my guest today, um, Coach Richard Carter of the Lynette High Panthers. Coach, how are you doing today? Oh, doing fine. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Doing well. Now I understand that you know you got you got your first, you got your state championship uh, with the Lynette High Panthers this year, and you did it with a very very young team, if I'm not mistaken. Is that correct? That yes, that is correct. Uh, as a matter of fact, we started uh, we started three sophomores, one senior, uh, and an eighth grader. Wow. It, the fact that, that you started an eighth grader on the, on on that team, and your eighth grader was your point guard, if I'm not mistaken, is that correct? No, he was actually our two guard. My senior was the point guard. Okay. Uh, the, eighth grader, the eighth grader can play some point, but uh, you know that eighth grader now was also one of the uh, all tournament teams in the state uh, in the state tournament. He scored 21 points in in the uh, championship game. Wow, I didn't even realize he was an eighth grader. I thought that that was, I thought he was like one of the veterans because he played like a veteran. I mean, yeah, yeah, he he's a really good kid. Uh, been playing basketball for a while and uh, very very disciplined. Uh, has order to his life and you know so when when you got some mature people around you. Uh, uh, you know, it, it kind of helps you mature as well. And, and uh, Ty Truitt is his name. He's really, really, um, he's, a, he's a special kid. And, 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 you know, like I said, I, I watched the game on YouTube last night, and I was just blown away 
by the way that the team just gathered together. I mean, what? they led from. Yeah. I mean, I just. I mean, it, it so it so reminds me of the football team in the way that they came together as well during the season when they were having their ups and downs, and your team just. They played so well together, and they and it looked like they had a common bond. Right. And, and it, and, right. Uh, it's complimentary. Uh, they complement each other real well. Uh, some of those kids have been playing AAU ball together for a long time uh, with Coach Trent McCants' team, the Hurricanes. And uh, the, one thing that we strive to do in our program is to build a bond of love. And so, you know, we we tell those kids that hey, uh, you got to love one another if you're gonna if you're gonna be successful because you got to love one another, you got to trust one another, you got to believe in one another, and they do. They trust and believe, and they're not they don't care who who gets the glory. They just they just play basketball, and and uh, that's that. We're really really proud of them for doing that. Uh, you know, they have a bright future if they continue to do that. And I agree, and and I know that you have some you have some great players on this team, and a lot of them are starting to get that college buzz. And uh, you know, we talk we don't talk we talk we don't talk about Tavares Geiger the way that the way that we should because he he he's just he's a well, he's a good good player, and nobody really knows what he's about until you saw him against session and then you saw him in the state championship game and you know now that buzz is starting to come out about him as well right Tavares Tavares is a is a tremendous basketball player uh he fits in well with those young kids that we had because you know he's carefree um as I said to a group the other morning you know these kids they're just kids and they and they and they treat this game as what it is, it's a game. It, it, you know, a lot of time as adults or a lot of time when kids get to be seniors, they get all nervous and frustrated about what's going on. But I don't think these kids even realize what's going on. They're just playing basketball. They're kids. And Tavares has really grown up this year. He's he's grown up, and uh, he led that basketball team to a state championship this year, no doubt about it. Uh, he... Uh, he's a very good ball handler, as I tell the college recruits that come in. Uh, he he can break a press by himself if he have to. Uh, he uh, he's a smart basketball player. He can shoot the the three. And the one thing that I know we're going to miss him for next year, uh, as well as his ball handling skills and finishing at the rack and all of that, is we're going to miss his defensive prowess because. He was our defensive stopper this year. Anybody that had a player out there that we knew we had to stop in order to win, Tavares said, hey, I got it. That's my assignment. It didn't make any difference how big he was. He he took that task home. And at the college level, do you think that he'll be a – do you think he'll be a, a three or a four or maybe even a, a two? Well, he could probably play two, but most people – I got some people coming in Tuesday – of this week to look at it, uh, most people want him to play the point. They want him to be the one because uh, he's the kind of guy that can stir your drink for you. 
And if you don't mind me asking, what 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 schools are, are really looking at him um, as of right now? Is he getting any any kind of D one type offers, or is it mostly at the D two level? Or I've I've gotten some some questions uh, from the D one level, but no one that has has actually stepped up yet and say, hey, coach, we want to take a chance on him. Uh, you know, uh, I certainly hope that somebody will, uh, but right now it's mostly uh, mid-majors uh, such as Alabama A&M, uh, Tuskegee, uh, Columbus State, uh, and, and people of that nature. I had some people that put some feelers out there with Georgia State, but they haven't contacted me yet. Uh, uh, there's some people that have played professional basketball, and they they said, Coach, he's a pro if you want to be. Uh, so he's got a chance. Uh, uh, we just got to get him in a school, uh, and that, that that's the main thing. And 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 if if grades and ACT scores go get you there, he's got that because he he's carrying about a three point two grade point average and already made nineteen on the ACT. So uh, he's good to go at any level. And that, and, and that there, I mean, is the main thing that that a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that some of these kids want the education when they go to college, and they're not worried about the sports. And and for this this Lynette team to be so carefree, they all it seems like everyone on, the, on that squad, whether it's the boys or the girls. The first thing that, that all the coaches talk about is the grades, not the game. And that's the one thing that, that impresses me so much about what Lynette High School is doing as opposed – I mean, I won't, I won't compare to other schools, but from what I've heard from from other schools is that, you know, it's sports first, then, then, then grades. With Lynette, yeah. it's the opposite. Right. Well, we we try to talk about in one in in our conversations, especially with the boys, uh, is prioritizing. And uh, with us, God is always first. Put Him at the top of the list. Uh, we pray together. I know it, it's against the law, but hey, we believe in God, so we put Him at the top. Then we talk about schoolwork being second, and then the next thing in order is your family. And uh, and after that, then comes the game, and then after that comes your social life. So, uh, in the at, at the top of the list is God and your and your schoolwork. And my 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 whole sermon is the same as it's been for the last forty five years with kids that I've coached. You know, you may go off to college, you may be a great college basketball player or football player or whatever, but you leave there for sure with your papers in your hand. Because one thing for sure, if you happen to make the NFL or the NBA, uh, then that's gravy. Because the meat is that degree, and that's what we that's what we want them to have. We want to make sure they got some papers in their hand where they can make a living after the NFL or NBA or whatever. And, and like I said, I mean, this is this is a this is a positive, and I think kids need to hear this more so than hearing about what kind of money they make because without an education you can't really go far. No. Not at all. Not at all. Not in this day and time. I 
uh, when I was coaching at Valley High School uh, many years ago now, I remember a kid that I taught, uh, he quit school, and uh, I happened to see him in a grocery store one day, and he said to me, he didn't play ball because I, I teach the same lesson in the classroom back then when I was teaching classes. And uh, and I, he said to me, Coach, I really wished I had listened to you. Uh, back then, service stations were pumping gas for you and changing and checking your oil and all of that. He said, Coach, he said, I went and applied for a job at a service station. And he said, you know, the first thing they asked me for was my high school diploma. And he said, I didn't have one. Hey, you, and now it's even a different world than that. They don't even want to hit back no high school diploma. They want to know if you got a college degree. This is true. This is very, very true. So I mean, like I like I tell people, you know, put the education first. I mean, it's all great and good that you that you can play ball, but if you don't have that security of that piece of paper, then your ball playing is is just secondary. It, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, that's a God-given talent, and you have to you have to thank God for it. But at the same time, hey, you need you need something else to help make things happen. This is a true statement, and a true true statement. And Coach Carter, I know you you, you coached for a long time, and is there is there I mean, besides this team this year, is there another team that really just is as memorable, just brings back good memories for you, or is this a team that? Well, uh, all of my teams bring back good memories because every everywhere I've been, I've been successful, and uh, and I, all the praises go to God for that. Uh, not 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 my coaching ability, but God put players in my life, and so I, I don't want to I don't want to uh, to just say uh, a one particular team uh, uh, was any better than the other. Uh, I don't want to select a favorite team, uh, and and if I did, it would have to be one of those teams where I had to work the hardest to. Uh, to accomplish the goals that we want to achieve. So, you know, uh, this team right here will always be will always be remembered because uh, for me, uh, it gave me my first state championship. And for the city of Lynette, it gave them that first state championship in basketball. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, it, this will be a special team. And I don't. I think this team is special for more than just the city of Lynette. I think it's special for Chambers County because everywhere I've been, I've went. I've been to uh, to uh, and Judge Milford's court, and he con- uh, called me up and congratulated me and shook my hand and told me he was listening um, to the whole game. Uh, I've been to the city council uh, and, uh, when we when we returned home from the from the state championship that night. There were old players that played back when the schools was Lanier, Lanier High School and Lynette High School. Uh, I, I saw some Valley High School and some Hobart High School folk uh, that night, and they all had tears in their eyes. Man, you ever seen a 67-year-old man crying up beside me? <laughs> then, uh, 
it, it meant a lot to a lot of people in the Valley. So uh, this is a special team. This is, it's a very special team, and I'm looking forward to working with them uh, at least one more year. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know what what the future holds, but I I do know who holds the future. <laughs> and that and that is correct. That is very correct. And you know. Talking about some of the players, that you, like, like I said, you know, you talked about some of the teams, you talked about some of the places you've been, and, you know, for this to be your first state championship and probably, you know, this is probably your, I won't say your best collection of players, but for this youthful squad, I mean, that you that you have coming back, I mean, you have a lot of players coming back next year. What does the future hold for Lynette High School in regards to the classifications? I mean, I know that I know that uh, Lynette will be going through some reclassification this year. They'll be still be in two A, but there's new schools coming into the region next year. How do you think that that's going to uh, transcribe to what we see both on the basketball court and on the football field? Well. Uh... I, I don't. I don't. With the with the athletes that we have right at this particular moment, especially in basketball, I don't. Uh, you know, I really don't look at classifications. I just we just play, and most of the schools we play on, we we only play like three schools in our class. That's Lafayette, uh, Real Town, and uh, and uh, Horseshoe Bend, and everybody else are larger schools. They either. 6A or 7A schools that we play. And uh, in and, and, and playing schools like that, the level of competition goes up. It, it teaches us we've got we to go after it every night. And, uh, you know, so when we do drop down and play 2A schools, it becomes like stop and serve, I guess you'd say, real easy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, so I, I, with these young men here, I don't, I don't even – uh, it's like I told people all year long. I said, "Let me tell you something about this group of people here." Uh, I've coached a lot of teams, and I've and I've had a lot of good basketball teams. But this group right here, they don't even care who you are. They don't they don't count you as a self mate. If, if when we play in our best, we can beat the best, and that's no and no doubt about that. Now, the one thing I'll say about next year, we're going to miss the virus. Uh, we got some we got some bigger guards. That, uh, Trey Story will be back next year. He's a six-two. He plays the point for us. Uh, his little brother uh, Ken Ken, he's six-two. And still growing. Look like he's about six-three now since basketball season. <laughs> he's uh, uh, he's he's growing big, strong kid. He's just he's an eighth grader this year. Uh, be a ninth grader next year. Uh, Triquad Bridges gonna play either the two or the three next year, coming off the bench. Uh, he's six three, going about about six four. Uh, you know, then we got the twin towers at back, Manny and Long, and uh, and then coming off the bench we have uh, Trayvon Mathis, he's six three, who by the way is being recruited by all the D one schools uh, around to play football. Uh, and uh, you know he's a big old strong kid, uh, and uh, and then we have uh, D Dobbs, who's six eight, ninth grader. Uh, so we 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 just working real hard, and uh, hey, we gonna push them. Believe believe me, we gonna push them because 
One thing I've learned in my over my years, you're only as good as your last win. The first time we lose one next year, they're going to call for my head. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully, and hopefully they don't do that. I mean, because this is going to be a, this is going to be a useful yet veteran club <laughs> next year. And I, I, I would envision that you guys would, I mean, According to a lot of writers, um, 2017 may may be the year that Lynette repeats. But we don't want to put that kind of pressure on you as of yet. But you do have that have that that error on your back now. Now that you're state champions. Well, uh, you know, hey, if it happens, it happens. But I, I I understand some a lot of things that a lot of people don't take under consideration. And one of the things that I know is that one player sometimes can mean the difference in winning it and losing it. And uh, losing Tavares Geiger uh, and his leadership, especially down the stretch, could be that one somebody that uh, would, would keep us from winning it all. Hopefully we got the folk to re- replace and we got another little old eighth-grade guard that's going to be in the ninth grade next year that we have high hopes for. Uh uh, nobody's seen him unless you saw him play junior high, and he, he's in the mold of Tavares, but just not as mature yet. Uh, and we think he's going to be we think he's going to be an exciting player, just as exciting as Tavares, uh, passing the ball through folk legs and m- making the uh, alley oop passes and all that kind of good stuff. So hey, we're gonna see. <laughs> and we will see. And, and again, I mean, if you have any, and we do have some calls on the line and. Uh, caller the twenty twenty three on the air. If you have any questions for Coach Carter? Hey, this is T Red, aka Terrence Bennett. How you doing, Coach? Hey, how you doing this morning, Cuz? I'm doing well. Uh, I just want to say uh, I love you, and I'm very proud of your accomplishments and everything. And yes, uh, that that title meant a lot. To this area, I, w- I was very happy. It, it felt like like we had won won the title as well, and I just want to say congrats to you and uh, Lynette High School, and 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 the rest of the family. Well, thank you so much. Uh, you know, uh, I gotta share this story. I have people from as far away as California and Minnesota and places all over the United States have called and. Congratulate us, and they were just thrilled to death. They were happy, happy people. But I had also had a, a, a cousin friend of mine who played back at Rehoboth back in the day, and and uh, and he said to me, he said, "Cuz, and listen, you want it for all of us. You want it for all of us." And they, he was just full of tears. Every every old person that ever played basketball or football in the in the valley. You want it for everybody. And and I think that it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh whether you play that Rehoboth or Valley, Lynette or Lanier. Hey, it it was for us. That's what it was for. It wasn't for me, it was for us. Wow. And that that's like I said, I mean, this area when when they, when you when you're behind somebody, they're behind somebody, and you don't really see that anywhere else. I mean, you really not, don't. Not not many places, not very many places. I mean, 
But uh, one thing about the Valley, we've always been uh, we've always been kind of clannish, and uh, it doesn't matter if you're from West Point, Lynette Valley, or, or, or you know, we just clannish. We just we stick together, and uh, you you got to fight on your hand when you come at either one of them. That's true. We have another caller, twenty eight ninety nine. You're live on the air. With Coach Carter. Yeah, um, my name is Vernon Carter. I'm another cousin of Coach Carter. Uh, I'm just sitting in listening um, uh, to the interview today. And uh, I'd just like to congratulate Coach Carter as well uh, for his uh, season this year. Uh, my mind goes back, though, that not only was he a good coach, he was a great teacher in the classroom as well. I had a chance to take some classes from him when I was in high school at Valley High many years ago. Uh, and he taught me biology, and he taught me anatomy and physiology, and I went on to be, become a medical technologist, a nurse, got a degree in public health as well. And what helped me to do that was some of the things that he taught me in the classroom. Now, he did coach me in football. I wasn't much. I was on the team. But I just want to kind of chime in and say not only was not only is he a great coach, he's a great teacher as well. Hey, thank you, Vernon. Hey, good to hear you hear your voice, man. How you been? Man, I'm doing pretty good. I'm mending. I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> well, great, <laughs> great. Vernon, Vernon, just teasing y'all. He was a great football player when he played. He played defensive end, and if we called the seven technique, he knew just how to do it. And he would hurt you too. <laughs> <laughs> man, I wish my sons were in the room right now to hear this interview. You tell them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and 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 you know what make great teachers great teachers are made when they, have, when they have great students and uh, uh every one of them that I see in Walmart and everywhere coach they always talk about coach how good a teacher you was and this that and the other but I I turn it right back on them only reason I was a good teacher was because you were good students and uh and uh-huh. I, and I know I echo I know I echo the voice of all of the teachers that were there and uh, hey, when you got kids that are interested and and want to be molded, and as I say to our team, one of the things that that young people have got to learn now is they got to want to be coached and be coachable. You can't you can't just take all of your street sense and think that you know it. You got to be willing to be coached. You got to be willing to listen at folks. And uh, that's one thing about these young folk. They they that I have now, they want to be coached. They want somebody to tell them what to do and how to do it. And then and then be creative. After you've been coached the proper way, now get to be creative. Uh, because that's what that's what our world is all about in the United States. We've always wanted people to be have some in, ingenuity and being able to, to create on your own. And that's what that's the kind of basketball we play. We play up tempo, uh we've taught you the basics. Now you now you take the basics and be creative. Wise words from a wise, wise man. Coach Carter, I definitely appreciate you being on the show today. Hopefully we get to talk before basketball season next, next season. And is there any other words that you wanna that you wanna uh get out to the people today and or some wise some wise, just some advice for the younger group and the younger generation that's listening. Well, uh, first of all, I I I really 
want to thank everyone that uh, came out and supported us during the playoffs. And uh, and I, I pray and hope that next year we won't wait until the playoffs to come and watch these young men because they deserve they deserve you coming and watching them every night when they play, especially at home. And then if you can, go on the road. Uh, to those young people that are out there that are wanting to play basketball, uh, I have another player that was a tremendous shooter by the name of Brother Nelson Fears. Uh, you know, uh, Nelson, when he, he was in the eighth grade, that's when I started coaching him. And I said to him, Nelson, if you want to be a great shooter, you got to put up at least 300 shots a day. And, uh, and uh, you know, hey, I, I, I would encourage anyone, if they want to be a good basketball player, put the ball in your hand, keep it in your hand, uh, learn to dribble that ball with, with your fingertips. Uh, hey, and just, and just work at it. 20, not necessarily 24-7, but every waking hour that you can, hey, you've you got to spend a lot of time in this game if you're going to be good. Uh, I, I got kids that's in Atlanta this weekend. Uh, they're already out there. So, hey, you know, you got to play it. If you want to, if you want to be one of those guys on TV, you got to play the game. Wise words, wise words. And Coach Carter, again, thank you for being a part of the show. And like I said, hopefully hopefully we get to talk to each other again. Hope you have a great Easter. And thanks for taking time out of, out of your schedule to, to come to come on the show and talk to us today. Uh, thank you very much, and I do too. I pray that everyone have a great Easter. Uh, you know, hey, we got to remember the significance of this season uh, because truly uh, without him there would be no us. And, uh, and I true. pray I, I give him praises every day because I realize whatever I am and whatever I hope to be, it's all because of what he has done for me. And you all be blessed. Hmm. You too, Coach. All and right. That was Coach, and that was Coach Richard Carter of the Lynette High Panthers. We're going to take a quick station break. We'll be right back, and we're going to get into some, into some college, into some college basketball as well. So please stay tuned.
Welcome back into the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine, and before we before we get started, I'm gonna bring in my man T Rex. T Rex. Hey man, I just want to say man, that was a great interview, and I definitely want to give a shout out to Coach Carter uh, for the interview. You know, talking about the state championship team at Lynette, and just you know how he keeps things in perspective through God, and 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 using that to to reach out to those young guys because it's very important to have a voice like that in your ear with so much negativity and stuff that's go that goes on in the media and then also the easy access it is when you have smartphones and everything. So definitely give a shout out to to my cousin, my family member, Coach Carter and also Vernon Carter for calling in as well. They are both great examples of, of great men and they are also follower of God, and it's very important to to have people like that in your life. And then also the song that you played uh, after the interview, Torrance Rudd, uh, another friend of ours that, you know, he instilled his faith in, in his music and, and also try to set an example for his music. So definitely want to give a shout-out to all of those guys, and including you, man. You're doing a great job, man. That was a great interview. Thank you. Thank you, T-Rex. And Again, uh, this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for you, man. I mean, this, this is just this is what we do. We're not classically trained in anything that we do. We're we're sports fans. We're music. We're music fans. We love music. This is what we do as, as a whole. And I mean, I, I I'm speechless in, in what I'm in, in what I'm wanting to say because. After that interview, I mean, it was powerful, it was empowering, and it basically lets you know what kind of what kind of man of faith that that Coach Carter is. And not only is he a man of faith, but he's a man of virtue and someone who wants the best out of everybody. Right, and that is, that's great that that you, you you can see that, and you know, not just you know. Oh, you know, at, at the churches and stuff, but you see it in the teachers and the coaches, you know, just people of all walks of life that has that message to, you know, give to uh, not only children, but just anybody they come across. And 
and you're so right in, in, in on so many on so many levels and you know, T Rex, I mean like I said, I appreciate you being a part of the show. And won't you stick around and uh with me for a little bit and uh as I welcome in a friend of the show, um Miss Audrey Gunther of com and also chatsports.com. She we're gonna bring her in right now. We're gonna talk a little bit of bracketology, break down the sweet sixteen in the Elite Eight. Audrey, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And um I mean I, I I'm not disappointed in what happened this past week, but I did predict a couple of upsets and those two upsets did not work for me. So how how did how did the rest of your bracket turn out as you got the second chance with the sweet sixteen? Well, um I didn't I didn't even have Syracuse winning one game, so um not great. Um <laughs> No, mine is in pretty rough shape. I'm looking at it now. It's not great. Um, pretty surprised by UVA actually. Um, they I think out of all of the number one seeds, they've definitely shown that they deserve to be a number one seed, which a lot of people, including myself, doubted that they could do. And they've just been so dominant. Um, so you go. Yeah, <laughs> I so agree with you. I mean. We look at Duke, we look at Oregon, the other one seed that's left, and well, one of the other one seeds that's left, and Oregon, they pretty much had a easy track to the Elite Eight, as opposed to the other three that are that are still alive. Yeah, I, I would think- say. I, I agree. I think Villanova also had a pretty easy – I was surprised. I thought Miami would come out a little bit stronger, but Villanova has also, like UVA, kind of surprised me. As a Villanova fan, I just wasn't sure because they've struggled in the past, but um, they definitely came to play. And I, I'm like, I'm just looking at the scores now. Um, yeah, I think I would definitely agree with you. Oregon, for the number one seed, had the easiest. Kansas, too. Yeah, I would I would agree with that, but it's just it, it's so hard to look at this bracket and not think of what North Carolina's been through in this bracket. I mean, T Rex, I I gotta give it to North Carolina, I, and I would not normally do this because I'm such a Duke fan, a Duke fan. but but I mean, the way that North Carolina's come out of this bracket and playing some of the blue bloods of college basketball, playing, playing the teams that they played in their bracket. I mean, this, this is probably the most challenging of all the regions is the, is North Carolina's region. I mean, they've played the Providences, they've played the Indianas. Now they're playing Notre Dame who you don't usually mark them as a blue blood, but they do have a storied history. Yeah, and they always, like, I think the remaining teams that are left are teams that always do well in the tournament, which is, like, I, I'm surprised, honestly. I thought there would be a little more of the little guys coming out to play, but um, it's a lot of teams that historically have been here and know what they're doing, and Notre Dame is one of them, especially this year. I mean, they've been a little – they've had, they have rough losses, don't get me wrong, but I think they definitely have gotten stronger as the season progressed. 
I agree, and I definitely agree with you. And they and they come out of a tough ACC as well. I mean, and you don't necessarily associate them with the ACC because no, they've no. been so much of a Big East power over the last few years. And now that they're in the in the ACC as a basketball school, you know, their second year, this is starting to show what kind of recruiting that they can actually do in those basketball playing states as well. Oh yeah, I think this I think how they're doing is gonna be a huge recruiting too tool. Um and yeah, like you said, we don't really associate Notre Dame with the ACC just because of football, but the ACC in general has done the ACC in general has just done really well. Like I'm I'm surprised by it. I mean they have well right now they only have they have three, four. Syracuse, UVA, and you know, you're guaranteed to have at least one ACC school playing in the national championship game. Yeah, you're gonna, we're gonna have two in the final four. I mean, so I mean, (laughs) that that's the crazy part of this, and you know, I didn't. Like we said, like we said a few weeks ago, like when the when the brackets came out, we gave Syracuse no chance whatsoever, and here they yeah. are in the Elite Eight, and they're not even deserving of being there. But how they've changed their whole season around is just unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Well, as like the biggest not Syracuse fan, I think. They definitely do deserve. I think they proved that they did. They deserve to be selected, and I think they are playing with a big chip on their shoulder just by all the backlash they got, um, for like just everywhere. I guess from their selection and from their what seating they were. A lot of people weren't happy with it. A lot of people didn't think that they should have been there. And I think that they really have shown that they are a contender and that they can play. I, I definitely agree with you, and you know. Aside from aside from the tournament and and everything, there was a situation that I wanted to bring up. I wanted to get your opinion on um, here in the last couple couple weeks um, regarding Ben Simmons and some of the remarks he said about school and about you know him not being able to to be a part of the Naismith National uh, Player of the Year Award because of that. And I just want to get your thoughts on that. I'm trying to find – I'm, like, looking for the exact quote, just, like, about all about him withdrawing, like, that and declaring, or did he, like, actually say something about him not being actually – He did uh, declare, and he also said some things – and I can't remember the quote exactly either. Yeah, I'm trying and to look I, it up, but I have a feeling I can. It, I, is it just basically just I'm here to be, play basketball, not school? Yes, and the whole this Johnny Jones whole. situation. Yes, yes, that situation. I mean, if he is as good of, as a player as he's been hyped to be, and like I mean, I've seen I've seen him play. I think it's just really difficult to judge how good of a player he is because he was at LSU and they struggle and they're not necessarily a great team. I mean, his individual stats obviously were great, but and he's going to he's going to go in the draft and he's going to do well and he's going to be playing basketball. I mean, it is like me and 
my one of my roommates actually argue about this a lot. It is it's it's unfortunate that they have that rule in place that they have to come to school, but I mean, if he doesn't see the value in that award and he is okay with being um like academically ineligible and not and having like a laughable GPA, then that's his own issue. I think like if you want to look at college athletes as role models for kids that are playing and you want to say, hey, like, you, look, you can go to school and you can play basketball and get a degree, obviously he's a, a terrible example of that because he just is showing he just doesn't care about it at all. But, I mean, it's also, like, with somebody that talented, what do you do in that situation? You know, he's clearly going to go pro unless something ha- unless he gets an injury or something. Like, But, yeah, I mean, I'm not – I, I think he's a great athlete, person like personality wise. Not necessarily the biggest fan because I just I'm sorry. Like with all of the academic assistance that athletes receive, you really can't maintain a two GPA, especially the freshman year. Your freshman year of college, when I know at West Virginia, that's when you take like your general credits, your writing, your science, like your like um, art classes, that sort of thing. So I mean, that's, that's his choice. He's gonna do what he's gonna do, I guess. That that's the, and, and you know that's the that's the sad thing about about some of these players who think that they are entitled, you know. And it all comes back to the entitlement part that we talked about. Again, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and even last week, you know, where we talk about entitlement, and it just it just doesn't make any sense anymore of the sense of entitlement that some of these people, you know, have. I mean, I think he – I understand why he has that sense of entitlement because he has been so talked about for so long that I think he just thinks he's invincible. And in a sense, he kind of is because, I mean, I don't know. Like, we both don't know the exact quote about what he said, but the season – LSU season's over and he's declared a withdrawal. There isn't really anything that the school can do or anything. There's, like, no – I mean, he can't really face the punishment. It's like – the same it's the same situation as when Cardinal Jones um did his had his tweet um about why he came why he was at Ohio State. I mean, what do you do in that situation? Like, yes, like this kid is an idiot and making like stupid comments, but right. like are you gonna like just take away his ear at LSU? Because that's a little ridiculous. I don't think there's any way to punish it. I think it is all about just entitlement. And it's, it is unfortunate, and I'm sure we're going to see him whenever they revise the broke 30 for 30 in, like, 10, 15 years. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> um, I would definitely but, agree. I mean, I wish him the best. It is, like, I don't know. It, it, it's got to be tough for student athletes that aren't necessarily, like, gifted academically and having to struggle with that and then – play basketball or whatever sport they play, but that's why they have all the academic assistance that they do. So it's it's difficult for me to see like both sides. Oh sorry. I, mean, I got it. It, sorry, hang on one second. Okay. That's me. Sorry. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you too. Um sorry, um my boyfriend just delivered me flowers. Um, but anyway, yeah, sorry, I had to get those. Um, (laughs) sorry, so going back to what we were talking about, and you know, that that entitlement thing, I mean, um, you know, it is what it is, like you said, and 
you know, it, it's a sad thing to just hear, especially in college sports, because of because of you know what it what it evolves to now, what it has evolved to, as opposed to mm-hmm. the '80s and '90s and even the 2000s. I mean, it's just it's bad. But any upsets that you may see, that you may like to see. <laughs> um. Well, I would love to see uh, Villanova upset Kansas, and I think that there's a huge chance it's going to happen just by how Villanova is playing and how Jay Wright is coaching them to play. I think a lot of, like, in tournaments in the past with Villanova failing, I think they just kind of lose their roots in a sense. Like, Jay Wright's a huge guard guy, and I think that instead of going and driving to the hoop and, like, utilizing the guards, they kind of just, like, in a sense, like, freak out and don't necessarily know what to do. But I think this particular team is really good at maintaining their composure and just working together, really, to utilize all their assets. They have a lot of great players right now. Um, and Kansas has been playing good, but I want to say almost sluggish. I mean, they beat Maryland by a lot, but I think they could have played a little bit harder. And I get that uh, they're probably trying to reserve for, like, later on in the final four and everything. But I think Kansas and Oklahoma have both kind of not necessarily been playing a hundred percent to their potential. And Oklahoma really hasn't been tested much. I mean, maybe the V the VCU game might've tested them a little bit, but you didn't see much of a test with those guys with Oklahoma as you did with Oregon, and Oregon just blew past everybody that they've played so far yeah. except for St. Joe's. I mean, but still, that that in itself, I mean, I like Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma is the more complete team, but defensively, can they get past the shot blockers that Oregon has and, you know, getting past that second defender when they drive the basket and the, the, the that, following defender coming back behind. I mean that that's just, that's one of those things with Oklahoma is can they can they sustain that as opposed to you know stopping what Oregon can do. And I think that's going to be a huge test for Oklahoma. I think that's something we saw in the Big Twelve tournament with West Virginia's defense being able to stop Buddy, and that was huge. That's I mean, I think you can definitely argue that's why Oklahoma lost because he's averaging, what, like 25 points a game? Like, we held him, yes. I think, to six or something like that. Um, and if Oregon, I think if Oregon can stop him and Oregon's defense can stop, I mean, can stop him, then I think that Oregon has a huge chance of winning. And, I mean, Buddy's been playing great, but, I mean, this Oklahoma team is complete. But I don't know. I just, like, like you said, they haven't been really blowing out teams like they – like they were predicted to. I mean, they kind of blew out A&M, but I don't know. I like, I mean, A&M's a good team. I really like House, but I kind of thought they were a little bit overhyped all year. Um, So that was, I mean, that was expected. I think Oregon's going to be a huge test just because they're defensively, they're so strong. And that's what, that's like what can, like when Oklahoma plays teams like that, that's what hurts them. This is true. This is very, very true. And we've got a few minutes left with you uh, this week. I know you got some things going on. Um, give me your final four prediction, and next week we'll talk about the final four itself and Definitely. go from there. 
Okay, I think I think Villanova is going to beat Kansas. Um, so or are you you think my final you want my final four for right now? Yes. Okay, I think that it's going to be Villanova. I think that I think I think Oregon's defense is going to get the best of Oklahoma. Just Oklahoma's been playing really sluggish lately. I'm not sure if they're going to necessarily be able to break out of that. I think Oregon. I have Oregon over Oklahoma. Um, I am so excited for this UVA Syracuse game, but I think UVA is just so hot right now that I mean Syracuse is too. But I think UVA has just been blowing teams out of the water since the tournament started, and I don't really think that we're going to see that end. So UVA, and then I think UNC. I think UNC is uh, how they've been playing this tournament is phenomenal. I think you can definitely argue that they played the best in the whole tournament. And they look like the strongest team, in my opinion, out of everyone else. And you know what? And I definitely uh, and this was the four that I was I was thinking of. And you know, the month of March isn't over with yet. So I mean, I want to pick an upset, but at the same time, I kind of exactly. like the four that you picked. The four that you've picked as well. So I mean. I think I'm going to stay with that four because that four is a safe four I, as opposed I think Kansas to. And, yeah, I know what you mean. I think Kansas and Villanova could go either way. I'm just I have faith in my Wildcats. I would lo- I would love to see them make it to another Final Four, and I think that this team could definitely do it. But yeah, I mean I think Kansas could also. I mean it could go either way. But yeah, I know what you mean. But like just the, the number one seeds have just emerged and they're so strong. It's it's going to be difficult for anyone to upset them. And this is true. This is true. And again, Audrey, thank you for being a part of the show. Um, of course. I know that you have, I know you have some, some things going on right now and I'm glad, and glad you could take the time out to, to come on the show and, and expand our knowledge of bracketology with us. Again, check her out at com. Check her out at chatsports.com. You can also chat with her on, on her um, Twitter pages um, at uh, at Audrey Gunther, you can find her there, or you can find her at Porsche at uh, Chat Sports A U D J. Per sources, but yeah, same thing. Per sources, yeah. So I mean, yeah. like definitely check her out, and also check out her check out her her articles on there too. She is very well. She's a very well-spoken woman when it comes to regards to college basketball, and she's she's a go-to source for college basketball. So everybody, go check her out. Audrey, thanks for being a part of the show. Hope you have a great Easter. Thank you, you too. And definitely excited to talk next week. I'm gonna be able to stay longer, so and I'm sure we're gonna have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Oh yes, oh yes. And again, that is Audrey Gunther. That's Audrey Gunther, everybody. And we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back. We're going to jump back. We're going to jump into some things that's um, that's in regards to the Live by Terrace Network. Hopefully, T-Rex calls back in because there's a lot of things that we need to talk about. But we'll be, we're going to take a quick session break. We'll be right back.
close eyes, I find a soul sky that's mine. I don't wish I climb. My old ceilings denied. The daytime arrives, your nightmares confirm. My whole tribe's alive. We stay fitted for the finish, never ask why. Six grades, he's telling me I can't fly. My hopes reach for the ceiling with their hands high. So understand, got the city on standby. Finding a balance in a game that's morally wrong. From 5 a.m. up in the morning, we duck in the light. Earn time through the habits we usually own. Saving up, had to spend it on nothing, that's right, that's a hell of a night The tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lanes rocking the same thing The bed swinging, the seats clinging, the same dream A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings We up late again, plotting on the same thing Low limit what the frame brings We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing But hold up, let them picture this no pills, it's still limitless <laughs> Recouping the true essence The legends who passed on Live forever while we reminisce True precision I get forever and never miss Signature sound like signing down on a dotted wish Seeing signs of you clown rappers on common shit Trading in your word for green faces and diamond whips Copping medallions while my people starve I think the public getting blind to what honesty is I heard life is stage play a part But we ain't trying to be a part of this comedy biz Cause ain't it funny, I'm holding like no grudges As long as your hoes love it and money just keeps coming Trying to rain on your fire by burning my whole budget A liar, well y'all liars rely on the same subject The tracks swimming, the aim bringing the same thing Your mind locking, the lames rocking the same plane The bed swinging, the seats clinging the same dreams uh, A low limit what the frame brings Low limit what the frame brings we up late again, plotting on the same thing. Low limit what the frame brings. We up late as hell, plotting on the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. Plotting on the same. Plotting on the same. On the same thing. A low limit what the frame brings. A low limit what the frame brings, yeah. A low limit what the frame brings, uh. Up plotting on the same things, yeah. We about to get a choir in here. Plotting on the same things. We just plotting on the same things, yeah. Plotting on the same things. We up late as hell, plotting on the same things. Trotting on the same things, trotting on the quest to with against us with the fame brains. Come and be my guest, you can get flame, man. Let me get my dragon out the den. Let me maintain the flow as I craft it with my pet. I'm a master with the rap and can't be matched by many men. Cause I passed you when I traveled down the path you've never been. Staying active with this passion, try and stack up all the gen. Try snatch up all the cabbage, silly rabbit with a spin. I'm a savage, call me Ben. Sending rappers turn to dirty bastards when I have to dip. Instrumentals can get ripped. Shooting lyrics off my mental, make you rappers. Get the memo like I'm deadly with the clips That's a semi-automatic, you can bet we bring the havoc Load the barrel, let them have it Just be sure to leave your address I'm addressing all the rappers playing dress up You in the wrong sector, thought I'd tell you The rap game is not a pageant, it's tragic Since a young and been busting bum to get out the gutter Avoiding trouble and now I'm buzzing due to this hunger I'm busting bubbles, waking brothers up from slumbers Now I'm no longer the underdog, I'm heating up this summer No more dreaming, only action Me my team gon' make it happen We just scheming, strategizing why you guys are steady napping, treasure my presence like pirate chest. I'm spitting crack, release the cracking. Kyle moving back, and so I hope you rappers started packing. Hey, uh, get 
been evicted And even claws knew that the boys' bars are gifted We making noise, neighbors might call the boys, they tripping Might leave a sticky note with a message, you just missed the tape We've been working hard, people never stop that hating Only seem to quiet down when Kyle finally elevating Early flights and elevators take me to my destination Seventeen and getting green, but we ain't even met the fame yet Bent, bent there's too much money here. I mean, nobody should be hitting lotto for 36 million and we got people starving in the streets. That is not idealistic. That's just real. That is just stupid. There's no way Michael Jackson should have, or whoever Jackson, should have a million thousand, drupal billion dollars and then there's people starving. There's no way. There's no way that these people should own planes and their people don't have houses, apartments, shacks, drawers, pants. I know you're rich. I know you got $40 billion, but can you just keep it to one house? You only need one house. And if you only got two kids, can you just keep it to two rooms? I mean, why have 52 rooms and you know there's somebody with no room? It just don't make sense to me. It don't. Welcome back to the Fair Spots and the Tailgate Crew. My name is Jermaine. Thanks for being a part of the show. And, man, this, this show has been such a good show to me today. Uh, for so many reasons, and been best to have a couple of guests on the show, and now we're about to get into the silly. Uh, my man T Rex was a part, was again a part of TMZ, uh, the Live by Chance Network was a part of TMZ, and um, some things that that went on. Um, You know what? I'm just gonna play the clip and 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 let y'all just just deal with it. Just just yeah. Uh, let's let's get to uh, get to the the viral video of the dancer who oh my set God. herself on fire. This is insane. Uh, did this on purpose. This was intentionally done. Uh, this is the full video of what she was. I guess she was attempting to. Steal the contest? We, uh, a dance hall contest? We, we, oh my God, we've got information on what happened here, but this is insane. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, this is insane. Okay, so why is nobody helping her? Uh, because who wants to get burned? They help her eventually, and they do put so out the fire. Trying to take her pants off. Also, do you guys realize they put out the fire with beer? Is that what they used? <laughs> I couldn't tell. Whatever you want. So, Every moment of this is so amazing. So we got yeah. info. We got info on this thing. Yeah, this was intentional. Um, apparently, this is a trick that this woman, um, her name is Flexi. It's she not a good trick, by the way. No, no, don't, <laughs> if don't If you can try do it, trick. it's a good... <laughs> she, did not, she was sloppy. She's got to learn the trick part of it. She got very sloppy. Apparently, she's done this before, and the trick is to put a little bit of rubbing alcohol on your clothing, light it on fire, and quickly tap it out. This woman poured an entire bottle of rubbing alcohol on her clothes and lit her cross on insane. fire. She's insane. By the way, she is insane. She is. Uh, she should amazing. be committed. Fire gal. Amazing. Fire gal flexi. So, uh, no, no, the serious part is she actually got hurt. She yeah, got burned. No, we shouldn't yeah. be laughing because she actually got like kind of really hurt. But not not as not as hurt as you would think. When I originally worked on this, I assumed this woman would no longer have a vagina yes. intact. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fine. Um, her inner thighs got first degree burns. She went to the hospital later that night. She lost um, some layers of out. skin. She lost like, a little it's, bit of skin. I mean, look, of, of course, her, her vagina is intact because she had. 
the had her shorts on uh, over that where the alcohol was burning. Why, of course. But the problem was engulfed in flames. No, because the only thing that's burning here is the alcohol. So we got to explain. She's in a dance competition, and that's what she's doing. She's trying to distinguish herself. Well, guess what? It yeah. worked. She won. They they gave her. They first liked her place. commitment. And she says this was all worth it. Like she like she is legitimately proud of herself. So and and so her. she she goes on to Jamaica uh, to the international competition. Got nice. Out. Hey, did you talk to her? Um, Will they be Erica? fire extinguishers? Oh, oh uh, to answer your question, she fully plans on doing this again. She's going to do this again. She's fully plans crazy. On it. This woman. Great. It can be done. She just got sloppy yeah, when she poured the alcohol. If you put it just on your shorts, she's you'll be hero. fine. She's a winner. Hi, this is Terrence. I'm calling from Valley, Alabama, and I want to come in on a fire crotch dancer. I think there were three things accomplished by the dancer. One, she was severely burned accidentally. Two, she doesn't have to worry about waxing in that area anymore. And three, she should be flagged by the store for buying rubbing alcohol in the future for her safety. On a serious note, I hope a lesson was learned and don't let it burn again. <laughs> uh, burn me once. Uh, oh we are going to move on. Okay, T-Rex, dude. How you going to steal my line? I mean, okay, fire crotch, yes. I... I, I <laughs> I watched this TMZ episode a couple of days ago. I actually watched it again last night. I actually watched it again before I before I even come onto the show. Before I even before we hit air and I I know I'm not supposed to be. I'm not supposed to be brain dead or or with lack of words on the radio show, but this woman crazy, dude. I mean, okay, how how, how do I even put it? How, how, okay. Never mind. We'll be right back.
to the press box and the tailgate crew. My name is Jermaine. Okay, I got my voice back a little bit, but um, you know, T Rex, um that that what see, um <laughs> Wow. Um that see like it's days like this that just makes me that just makes makes the day go by a whole lot faster. Um no, it makes the day go by faster, but it make, it makes everything that much better. Uh, 
in both in my personal life and and, and with the family. So, uh, big shout out to T Rex for for that comedic for his comedic edge points uh, on TMV. Um, but that woman's crazy to do that again after she just burnt the crap out of herself. Um, see. Now, it's things like that that makes me wonder about about people, and it makes me wonder what um it, it makes me wonder oh, the 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 depths that people would go to win a competition or to win something as small as what she won, which was a trip to, what, the Bahamas or Jamaica or some crap like that. But for her to to burn herself like that, I mean, I've done a lot of dumb stuff in my life. <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I, I refuse to burn myself, to burn, to burn my crotch. I, I just... I just refuse to do that. I mean, because I, I, for one, I enjoy my manhood too much. Wait, let me let me back that up. I I like myself too much. T Rex, elaborate. <laughs> hey man, that's just what people do for the price of fame. And- she felt like that. She can add that to her routine, and actually, she won the event, <laughs> believe it or not, by burning her crotch and, and, and attempting to dance at the same time. What she was trying to do was she was just trying to put a little uh, rubbing alcohol, uh, you know, in a near her, her vagina area there, and, and and do some kind of dance. But she poured too much down there, and of course, <laughs> she ended up getting uh, first degree burns between the legs and. And got burnt pretty bad there in those areas, but she still won, and she's still gonna be competing in the uh, international dance competition in Jamaica. And they gave her a five hundred dollar cash prize too. <laughs> um. Okay. So. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny that it happened. It's funny now because she wasn't severely hurt or anything. And I do want to give a shout-out to TMZ, TMZ Live, for allowing us to be on the show. We have made many appearances on there. And you can also actually watch that video on YouTube on the TMZ Live channel, or you can go to the Live by Terrence Network on Facebook and watch it as well. Uh, fire crop. <laughs> I mean, come on now. I mean, there's certain things that that certain people would do for a laugh. I mean, but for that, for you to do that, that, that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's not even ridiculous. That's beyond, that's beyond ridiculous. That's like, I mean, what are you trying to do? Give yourself a, a, a hysterectomy? I mean, for real. I mean, I, I'm being, fu- I'm not being funny in, the, in, in when I say this, but I mean, why do something so dangerous to win a competition, or why do something that would endanger you? I mean, and the other question is, 
did she use 70% alcohol or did she use the 90%? Never mind. That was a bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> Not I even mean, sure I, about that. Really, really, really don't want to know how much percent. <laughs> she I know, used. man. I know that that's the scary part. That's why I'm like, I'm sorry. That that was too soon. I really need to work on my jokes when it comes to stuff like that. God. But I. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I know you're speechless about that. <laughs> I'm speechless in the press box, and this is supposed to be a radio show. I, 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 I I'm, I'm at a loss of words now. Which, where's Cordier at when you need him? <laughs> or where, where's DJ EA at when you need him for, for things like this? Because he would come up with something pretty cool in this in this situation, but. But the family is, is court, uh, uh, currently tied up in the moment. We're uh, celebrating the Easter weekend, um, of course, you know, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So, you know, we've been talking about that. And also we gave them some candy. So they're pretty tied up at the moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unwrapping candy. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. This is true. <laughs> but, I mean, I just, I, I don't know what to, what to think of that. And, Hopefully, hopefully she wins this international competition because if that's the case, then you know, then it was all worth it. But if she don't win this this other competition that she's put that, that she's in, then was the burning of the crotch really worth it? I mean, this is one of those times where I wish I had had Kevin Hart's. Um, she wasn't. He wasn't ready. <laughs> you know. I mean, because she really wasn't ready. I, 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 okay, that was a bad joke too, but, but still, I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I thought. I mean, I thought the the Cat Williams thing was kind of bad, but this, this absolutely tops the cake. This tops it all. But. <laughs> Nevertheless, check out my man T Rex. Um, he's gonna be. He's gonna have. Who who do you have on the show this weekend, T Rex, on the Live by Tarrant show? Um, right now we don't have any guests for the Tuesday show, but I uh, will say next Thursday on Turntable Thursdays with uh, Kid Retro, we're gonna have DJ Paul from the legendary hip hop group Three Six Mafia. And he's also an Oscar Award winner, and we're going to have Playa Hershey on. She is the two-time winner of the Grind Till I Sign event that we attended with um, Phoenix Entertainment down in Columbus, Georgia. So we're going to have those interviews set up for Turntable Thursday next week on the 31st of March. And next Saturday, if <laughs> next Saturday I got a treat for y'all, uh, former Auburn basketball player in Auburn, Auburn sporting legend Marquise Daniels will be will be on the tailgate crew show, and he's also a hip hop artist, so you'll hear his music on on the show next week as well. Very excited to see that. Very excited for that. Also, we'll have Audrey Gunther back on back on with us as well, talking Final Four. Um, 
among other things, and also possibly another TMZ appearance, uh, T-Rex. Might have to play that one again. But, again, special yeah, thanks to you. Yeah, that one again, man. <laughs> yeah, I might as well since you're talking about it. So, um, but before before we do that, I just want to give a special thanks to T-Rex. I want to give a special thanks to my parents, my family, and everybody who's involved with the with the Live by Tanners Network, the admin Wendy, Casey Cordier, all the kids, you all know who you are. My my parents again, uh, the Bennett family itself, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. And uh special shout out to my man Doug White too. Uh <laughs> Doug's been Doug's been been going through a couple of things here here recently, but glad he's doing okay now. But again, we gonna we're gonna play this one more time and then we're gonna get out of here. So uh T Rex, please hold on. We're gonna play this again. Uh let's let's get to uh get to the, the viral video of the dancer who oh my set God. herself on fire. This is insane. Uh did this on purpose. This was intentionally done. Uh, this is the full video of what she was, I guess she was attempting to steal the contest, we a, a dance we, hall contest. We, we, oh, my God. We've got information on what happened here, but this is insane. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, this is insane. Okay. So why is nobody helping her? Uh, because who wants to get burned? They help her eventually, and they do put Who's out the fire. Who's take her pants off? Also, do you guys realize they put out the fire with beer? Is that what they use? I couldn't use whatever you want. So, Every moment of this is so amazing. So we got yeah. info. We got info on this thing. <laughs> yeah, this was intentional. Um, apparently, this is a trick that this woman, um, her name is Flexi. It's she not a good dancer. trick, by the way. No, no, don't. <laughs> if don't you can try do this. it, it's a good. <laughs> she did not. She was sloppy. She's got to learn the trick part of it. She got very sloppy. Apparently, she's done this before, and the trick is to put a little bit of rubbing alcohol on your clothing, light it on fire, and quickly tap it out. This woman poured an entire bottle of rubbing alcohol on her clothes and lit her cross She's on insane. Fire. By the way, she is insane. She, is, uh, she's she should be committed. Fire gal? Fire gal flexi. So, uh, no, no, the serious part is she actually got hurt. She yeah, got burned. Yeah, no, we shouldn't yeah. be laughing because she actually got, like, kind of really hurt. But not, not, as, not as hurt as you would think. When I originally worked on this, I assumed this woman would no longer have a vagina yes. intact. Mm-hmm. Um, she's fine. Um, her inner thighs got first-degree burns. She went to the hospital later that night. She lost um, some layers of out. skin. She lost like, a little yes. bit of skin. I mean, look, of, of course, her, her vagina is intact because she had the had her shorts on uh, over that where the alcohol was burning. Why, of course? She's but the problem was engulfed in flames. No, How but, obvious? Uh, well, no, because the only thing that's burning here is the alcohol. So we got to explain. She's in a dance competition, and that's what she's doing. She's trying to distinguish herself. Well, guess what? It yeah. worked. She won. They they gave her. They first liked her place. commitment. And she says this was all worth it. Like she like she is legitimately proud of herself. So and and so her. she she goes on to Jamaica uh, to the international competition. Got nice. Out. Hey, did you talk to her? Um, Will they be Erica? fire extinguishers? Oh, oh. Uh, to answer your question, she fully plans on doing this again. She's going to do this again. She's fully plans crazy. on it. Crazy. This woman. Great. It can be done. She just got sloppy no, when she poured the crazy. alcohol. The woman is crazy. If you put it just I on your it. shorts, she's you'd be hero. fine. She's a winner. Hi, this is Terrence. I'm calling from Valley, Alabama, and I want to come in on a fire crotch dancer. I think there were three things accomplished by the dancer. One, she was severely burned accidentally. Two, she doesn't have to worry about waxing in that area anymore. 
And three, she should be flagged by the store for buying rub and alcohol in the future for her safety. On a serious note, I hope a lesson was learned and don't let it burn again. <laughs> uh, burn me once. Uh, oh we God. are going to move on. Dude. Great commentary. <laughs> yes. I mean, it was excellent commentary by, by, by the one and only T-Rex. And I... That's all I can pretty much say about it. I mean, it was great. <laughs> it was absolutely great. But we go yeah. we're gonna jump off we're gonna jump off the air today and uh, I wanted to wish everybody a happy, happy Easter. Uh safe Easter. I know some some schools are on spring break this week. So I know some high schools are on spring break as well. So Everybody, please be careful. Drink responsibly. Do everything that you do responsibly. So, with that being said, T-Rex, you got any last words? Yeah, I just want to get a shout-out to the world. And, and again, this is uh, Easter weekend here. And, and God bless to everyone. And definitely want to give uh, thanks to my lovely wife, Wendy, our children, our family, friends. The main event. <laughs> Definitely shout out yeah, to you yeah. for, for holding on the tailgate crew show. I just want to say thank you all. So with that being said, everybody, y'all have a great weekend, and let's go tailgating. Yeah, man. Hey, yo, T, I think, uh, I think we can keep this one slow. Make it easy to ride to. Yeah. You know, sometimes I look around and I think, like, maybe I am out here on my own. Yeah. Gotta find something. Oh, I can't? But I can try, right? Yeah. Well, what then? You know that ain't so bad. Yeah. I told a girl I love her, you stand on your own. But you ain't gotta deal with these cameras alone. From the beginning, see, I learned how to manage my own. Became the boy, and then I turned to a man on my own. The lone wolf for the pack, moving through hella crap. Down to earth, so it's only natural I hold you down. Now you the one I picture when I roam around And the summer I'm falling for you is going down Yeah, staying stuck in this season of mine And I've been shining to the point that my reason is blind Think I'm the one, now that's just something I'm reaching to find Out of control, but yo, that shit that I still been denying Yeah, the light's down, but we staying up And looking back where I started, my only way is up Way to the world, but I lived it before the weight is up And still myself the one and only that I came to trust Now that's some crazy luck yeah. Let it ride. But you want some soul shit. Yeah. Uh, and she just keeps saying. You can't rescue me. Oh, nah. You can't save me, no. You know what? Maybe you're right. What you gonna do? I'll be on my own. 
Yeah. Yup. I never really thought realistic. Cause when it comes to my vision, man, only I can see it. Said only I can reach it. And I'm just praying by the time that I'm gone, I'll be here in spirit so you can hear this. Yeah, what well, these rappers stuck on the same product Tell them forget it, ain't hard to tell that they ain't got it Simple and plain, I'ma leave this world with my name on it Knowing it's easy to hate the plane when you ain't on it Riding, whipping through the horizon My time and it's something better than it's ever been They call me Wolfie from how I'm plying on hella biz Hip-hop's alive and I'm here to show you the evidence Back to the wall where I started back in the day I was pushing maximum effort and pulling minimum weight Trying to show the all those around me that I can stand on my own Now I swear I'm afraid of nothing, I'm screaming that through the phone While I'm busy pulling my fam up an animal How I ran up the standards of how we live it. It's funny they pull the camera up The picture how I'ma get it when years I've been in my zone And it's just how I started by killing this on my own, my word is my bond, and I'm just out on my own.